Hello, and welcome to the Sapona Road Church Podcast. Today is a great day. It's the day that the Lord has made, and we are excited that you've taken time to join with us as we hear from God's Word. We exist as a church to spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We hope that today's message encourages and blesses you and helps you to grow and mature in your walk and relationship with Him. The Word of the Lord is powerful and life-changing, so let's see our lives transformed as we listen to today's message. Uh, We're going to be reading from uh, 1 Corinthians today. This is going to be a little bit different type of message, but I'm glad you're here to hear it with me today. So uh, starting in verse 4 of chapter 12, it says, There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning uh, of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one in the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. And then in chapter 14, verse 1, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Father, we just thank you for your your presence here today, God. We just thank you for the blood. And God, I just ask that you would bless this message and, and your people to receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. So this message uh, kind of uh, kind of just happened. Uh, I took a class uh, last month, and uh, it kind of uh, stirred some things in me uh, with that. And we had a leadership meeting on Wednesday night, and I, I talked a little bit about some of this. And um, uh, I think it was Michelle and Heather both were saying, someone said, you, need, you should just preach this on a Sunday. And then... Uh, I laughed it off, and then I woke up Saturday and uh, had this this thought coming to me uh, with this message. And so I want to talk to you about words of knowledge today. And um, as a church, we should our desire should be uh, to love God and to love people. That's what we talked about Wednesday night. That's what we want our focus to be: loving God and loving people. And to do that, we 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 want to love people and go after the things of God. We want to go after the things of the Spirit. And so 1 Corinthians in uh, chapter 14, it tells us uh, to pursue love and desire the gifts. Now, pursuing love is very important uh, when it comes to anything with, with the Lord, but it's very important with this because what will happen is if we really pursue love, if love's our motivation in all that we do, one, we don't have to worry about getting off in left field somewhere, but at the same time, if we're pursuing love and we're desiring the gifts the way the Scripture tells us to, then He becomes the prize and people become our passion. It's, it's the way it will work. But when we do not pursue love, 
when we choose to go another route and instead we just pursue the gifts and we desire the gifts and we're just going after uh, the power, the manifestations, the experience, we're just, that's all it's about, then what happens is the gifts become the prize and people just become stepping stones. You've probably seen it happen. You've probably had it experienced to you. People are just there so someone can develop their gift or so that they can use their gift and show people how spiritual they are instead of actually what it was meant to, meant to be for the church. Some people get so caught up in the gifts that they forget the purpose of the gifts. The gifts are to help people and to bring glory to God. That's what it said. It's for the benefit of, of, of all. So the, they're his gifts... And I want to try and show you how this works. Now, unfortunately, you're going to have to uh, look at uh, my artwork. No, uh, none of the little kids at the church drew this first picture, but go ahead, Jonathan, if you'll put that up for me. Okay, I know it looks like they did, but I drew this, or maybe it was Heather. We, we, both, we both kept trying. It wasn't going well. Okay, so that's actually three circles inside that chest. That's a person. And that's three circles inside the chest, if you can't see that, okay? All right, go to the next one. So let's get that off of there. I, yeah, I did better just drawing circles, So um, as you can see. So what happens with this is this represents, uh, well, you can see, your spirit. So when you're, before you're born again, you're spiritually dead. And when you receive Christ, when you acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord and you believe that God raised him from the dead, the Holy Spirit comes in to dwell in your spirit and your spirit man becomes alive. So Holy Spirit is inside your spirit and, he, and he's, he's that seal. Uh, he does that regeneration process and makes you a brand new creature. And then inside of Holy Spirit, he has the gifts of the spirit. Okay. All right, so what happens, though, is we, uh, we want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So to explain that, uh, I've talked a little bit about that uh, several weeks ago, but, but the word baptize has several different meanings. Baptizo, the, word, the, the Greek word used there. And uh, isn't it nice when the Greek words are that easy compared to the real, what the word is we use in the English? But uh, one of the meanings is uh, to be overwhelmed. Or to overwhelm. And so, in essence, when you're asking to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit, you're asking Holy Spirit. Now, you, He's come inside of you when you're born again, and now you are uh, submitting yourself to Him, and you're asking to be overwhelmed by His presence, overwhelmed by the presence, uh, presence of God. Now, uh, before I explain that further, I also, this is, I told you this is going to be weird. I got Michelle to help me today for a couple of minutes, and this. Well, really, I didn't. This is going to be too embarrassing for me to do, so I asked her to do it for me. If she'll come come up here, no, come on up. You might as well go ahead and get embarrassed all the way. So, yeah, stand right there. Listen, don't let this table block you. Okay. So, there are natural expressions to being overwhelmed. Has anyone here ever been overwhelmed by something? Some type of emotion. We all have. And so this is, Michelle's going to act out, not when you just feel it a little bit, but when you're overwhelmed by one of these things, okay? All right. So, and I've told her to go over the top, okay? So just imagine, and she's going to help you imagine it, someone who is overwhelmed by fear. 
Okay. Y'all have all done it too when something just jumps out in front of you. Uh, now, someone who would be overwhelmed with gratitude. <laughs> they already know that part. <laughs> okay, somebody overwhelmed with by peace. Okay, excitement. <laughs> it's, it's similar to her fear. Uh, joy, overwhelmed by joy. It'll be kind. Of <laughs> Okay, and then last one, overwhelmed uh, with the sense of victory, like you just won the championship or your team did. We did it! Yes! Woo! Yes! Uh, all right, thank you. Thank you. Somebody is going to edit and clip that out of the YouTube stream, and you're going to be getting some text messages of that later. Okay, now I want you to notice we've all had those kind of experiences, and those are overwhelming experiences. And every one of those emotions that she was overwhelmed by, there was a physical reaction, there was an emotional reaction, and there was a verbal reaction. And it's the same way when it comes to being baptized with the Holy Spirit. We, sometimes we use words that just can get people so confused, they don't even know what they're up there after when they come to, to be prayed for. But you're asking Holy Spirit, you've already welcomed Him into your heart when, with Jesus, when you uh, receive Christ, and now you're saying, I want to be overwhelmed by your presence. Well, he is joy. He is peace. He is victory. He's all those things. And so people are going to manifest that overwhelming experience in different ways. But uh, it's, if you're asking to receive Holy Spirit, sooner or later, an overwhelming experience is going to happen. It may not happen in front of everyone at the church when you pray to receive, but in your private time, somewhere along the lines, there's going to be an overwhelming, and a lot of times it's going to, the words are going to come out through that overwhelming uh, experience. And so we have to realize this, that now, now with the Holy Spirit, we've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. We've, we've asked Him to, we've asked to be baptized. We've asked for that overwhelming experience, and now the, the gifts can operate in our lives. And so what we have to realize is that he has the gifts. They're His gifts. If you have Holy Spirit, you have the gifts. So many people are so worried about what gift they have. And I, I like the spiritual gifts test. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being informed or seeing, you know, which area you might be stronger in or more willing to yield to the Lord in or situations you find yourself in. But He has the gifts. And it says the same Spirit whether he chooses to operate through you in prophecy or he chooses to operate through you through words of knowledge or words of wisdom or whatever it is or interpretation of tongues or whatever it could be, it's still the same gifts. But we have, we have people that get so caught up on which gift is better. They all come from the same spirit. And so uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to you a little bit about that because I've gone to a lot of different conferences and churches uh, over over the past 10 years and experienced different types of settings and worship and even beliefs with, uh, uh, on some doctrine issues. And I, I've seen it over and over. You go to one group and all they'll talk about is tongues and healing. 
You go to this group over here, they never talk about tongues. All they talk about is prophecy and word of knowledge. You go to this group over here and all they ever want to talk about is demons. So it's discerning of spirits over and over. And, and they ne but what about the other gifts? It's like if you're, at this, if you're with part of this organization, but God chooses, the Holy Spirit chooses to use you in this gift, you will never fit in because they don't want to have, have anything to do with it. They're so caught up on specific things instead of realizing it's one in the same Spirit. And if you have Holy Spirit, He has the gifts. He can decide what needs to be used and how it, how it needs to be used. It doesn't make sense. You, you, some people will say, yeah, I remember it was, and whatever date they'll give you when I, re, uh, when I received the gift of healing. And so you ask them, say, well, what did God heal you of? Oh, no, I wasn't sick. I was ministering for, to people. Well, you didn't receive the gift of healing then. The people you were praying for is the ones that received the gift. The Holy Spirit just decided to use His gift through you to bring it to them. But we get caught up in this thing like, I don't know, these spiritual badges that people won't want to wear instead of just realizing, yield yourself to that overwhelming presence of Holy Spirit and let Him, let him do the work. I don't have to have a certain gift. That's why I was uh, telling the, the group Wednesday night, if I had the gift of healing, guess who the first person I would heal would be? Me. I would heal everything in my body. There wouldn't be anything wrong with me. And, but it's the Holy Spirit chooses. It's just being yielded to Him. And that's why even I can have something wrong in my body and you can be, in, and the Holy Spirit can reveal to me that you need a miracle, and I can pray for you, and God heal you. I don't have to be completely healed in order for healing to flow from me to you, because it's through Holy Spirit. It's not my gift, but it's the Spirit that's inside of me, and they're His gifts. And so, a little over a month ago, uh, when I was first speaking on Holy Spirit, I gave the the definitions for the nine gifts of the Spirit that are listed here that we just, we just read. And so what I want to do is uh, I want to give another general definition for words of knowledge. We'll, we'll leave the other ones alone um, and tell you different ways that you can recognize or receive a word of knowledge and uh, how, how you should give it. Because uh, some of you may not even know what a word of knowledge is. You know from hearing it in the list of gifts, but... Uh, so I told you uh, the last time I was speaking about it, word of knowledge has to do with past and present. Uh, I need to change that a little bit because it can be future too. Word of wisdom, I told you, was future because, see, word of wisdom, there's always a directive. It's going to tell you to do something. And every word of wisdom is going to contain a word of knowledge. But a word of knowledge doesn't have to contain a word of wisdom. Is that confusing enough for you yet? <laughs> so, because a word of wisdom is going to be like... Um, you're just going to know, I need to, pull off the, I need to turn off the side of the road because there's a, a wreck up ahead. And you do it, and then you, when you travel on, you find out there was a huge wreck, and you would have been involved in it if you would have kept going. Something like there was a directive, get off the road. But you knew a word of knowledge that there was a wreck or an accident, there was danger up ahead. So they work together. All of these work together uh, anyways, and I'm going to uh, share a little bit on that. Um, but... I want to also give the Holy Spirit an opportunity to, if he wants to, share any words of knowledge today. So a basic word of knowledge is supernatural revelation of, uh, of information that is given by the Holy Spirit. It's not something that you would get by your own senses or your own intellect. It's something that's revealed by Holy Spirit. So an example of that would be, I just walk up to you and uh, I say, hey, um, is something going on with your arm? I just feel like 
there may be, I'm supposed to pray for your arm for something. And then you're like, yeah, my arm's been killing me for three or four weeks now. I can't figure out what's wrong with it. And see, nothing, you weren't holding your arm. You weren't in pain. It wasn't in a sling. Nothing about you would have told me that there was something wrong with your arm. It was uh, knowledge that was supernaturally revealed. Now, however, if I woke up and you were wearing a cast and I asked to pray for your arm, that's not a word of knowledge because the Holy Spirit didn't need to reveal anything. It's obvious. Something's wrong with your arm. Now, I'm still going to pray the prayer of faith with you about that. It's just not a word of knowledge. Healing can still take place, but that's not what it is. And so it's also important to know that many times words of knowledge does operate with healing. They, they go hand in hand a lot. Uh, many times when a word of knowledge is given, it builds the faith in the person receiving the word and the person giving the word to expect to receive a miracle or expect to receive healing in their body. But it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't always have to do with healing. It can just be sometimes just to bring joy or to bring encouragement to someone. And so we want to make sure that we're open to what the Spirit is wanting to accomplish. That's why we have to pursue love. Whatever He wants to do. It's not about what we want to do or what we want, to, uh, what we want people to see us do. It's about what His will is. And so I'm going to show you how these work together. This, these drawings get better. They get better. Well, this, is, this, this one's... Go ahead to the next one, I think. No, go to the other one. That one. So here's, here's the list for you. We've got words of knowledge, words of wisdom, discerning of spirits, faith, gifts of healings, gifts of miracles, uh, prophecy, tongues, and interpretation of tongues. So those are the gifts of the Spirit. And like I said, you'll have people say, I operate in this gift, but it doesn't make any sense because they almost always operate together. Very seldomly is one going to operate on its own. So here's what would happen. You can go to that other one now. Thank you. Um, so we're just going to say it doesn't have to be the, the, the person preaching. It could be anyone. God could work this way. But we're going to put it in the church setting. So we're going to say someone's up ministering and the man or woman ministering says that they feel like the Lord is, say, is highlighting them that somebody in the room has a broken leg. Somebody here has got a broken leg. That's a word of knowledge. They don't know it. They just say it. And then from there it goes into a word of wisdom because they say someone here has got a broken leg and if you'll come down and receive the prayer of faith, God's going to heal you. So now it just gave them a directive. If you come down, come down and, and receive prayer, be healed. When that happens, the person that's in the crowd that has the broken leg is going to think, God sees me. God knows right where I'm at. He knows my need. God, if God can know my situation in the middle of all of this, He can heal me. So now the gift of faith begins to rise. And the gift of faith is what activates the power, uh, the power um, gifts, which is miracles and healing. And so now as that person's faith begins to rise, they're going to stand up and start coming to the front. What do you think is going to happen with the person that gave the word of knowledge? Their faith is going to begin to rise. The gift of faith is starting to stir in the building, and the person comes up to receive prayer, and a miracle takes place. Now you've got four there working together, or a healing could take place, whatever uh, it would be. That's the way the gifts operate. Now, wouldn't it be bad if you only had one gift and you gave the word of knowledge and you said, oh, I'm sorry, you're going to have to go to the church up the road for somebody else to pray for you. I don't have the gift of faith or the gift of healing. 
I think God just wanted you to know you've got to find the person with that gift if you want it to happen. It's crazy. It's the same spirit. And he knows what needs to be done to take care of whatever needs to be taken care of. And so we have to understand, though, that when you go after things like this, sometimes people make messes because sometimes we get it wrong. And so what would happen here if the person doesn't receive a miracle is either a couple of things. Uh, one, he gave a word of wisdom saying that you would get healed. So that takes away it being just planting a seed for a future blessing. But either he was wrong with the word of knowledge. Maybe he did see someone with a broken leg when he walked through and forgot about it. And that's why it came to his mind and it wasn't God speaking to him. Or faith never rose in the room. He delivered the word of knowledge. God did give it to him. He delivered the word of wisdom. But the miracle didn't take place because faith was never activated. Why would faith not be activated? I don't. Maybe the person who had the broken leg has received such a bad report from the doctor that they just refused to receive what the Holy Spirit was wanting to do. Maybe they've, maybe they've broken their leg three or four times and the doctors just told them it's just the way things are. It could be anything like that. Uh, another example would be um, a couple of years ago, I uh, was preaching at uh, Rivers of Living Water Church. And uh, this would have been right after people were coming back uh, with, from COVID. And so a lot of the larger churches still had a lot of the COVID restrictions being in place. I wasn't even sure of what all they were, they were doing or not. But uh, I went there and was preaching. Uh, they had two services. This was the first time I've ever preached two services back to back. It is not fun. Um, you, when you get to the second service, you think, oh, man, you already did it once. You got it down. Now it's going to be easy. It's not easy because your brain is all over the place because when you're having thoughts come to your mind before you say them, you start thinking, did I just say that two minutes ago or did I say that in the first service? And so your brain is doing all this stuff you're not used to it doing while you're trying to preach. So the, and I tell you that for this. The first service went, went really well. Second service, we're there, it's starting, and uh, praise team's going to sing the exact same song, so I know every song they're going to sing. And when the praise and worship gets going good, something just uh, kind of speaks into my spirit that the, uh, the healing anointing is in this place today. There's an anointing to heal. And so there's a problem. I'm not preaching on healing. You know, it's always nice when it has to do with you, but it didn't have a thing to do with me. And I'm thinking, well, what, do I, what am I supposed to do? Because now my whole focus was my sermon because I knew I had to preach it again and my brain was already playing tricks on me. So I was focused on preaching this sermon and preaching it well. And I didn't have time to think about that. So I wasn't thinking, about, I didn't have a blank mind or anything. I was focused on, don't forget what you want to talk about. But this thought kept coming. So then I started focusing on the thought. I said, all right, was maybe the, the Spirit's about to move. But no, they went on to the next song just like they did in the first service. Everything was the same. And when the worship was ending, uh, it was obvious that we were going on to the message that, that, that wasn't, there was not going to be any type of altar time at this part in the service. And so I just put it on the shelf. And I'm like, uh, I'll just, I'll, I'll must have just been me. And I'm almost finished with the message and it keeps coming back. There's an anointing to heal in this place today. So I get to the end of the message and I say, hey, uh, I asked people to raise their hand if they wanted prayer. And I told them, um, and I can't remember word for word, but I just told them, I said, hey, when I finish this prayer, 
the service is not over. I need a few more minutes. Please don't go anywhere. We're going to pray about something else. So I prayed for uh, over the people that raised their hand to receive prayer. And then I said, told them, I said, I don't know what your protocols are. So I'm going to say this, and then I'm turning it back over to the pastor. I said, uh, during praise and worship, there's anointing to heal here today. And I said, now I'm turning it back over to your, to your pastor. He can do what he wants to do, ha handle this however he wants to handle it. And I gave the microphone back to uh, Bishop Johnny Rivera. And he come up and he just said, well, when we receive, a, uh, when we have a word from the Lord, we're going to act upon it. The altars are open, come down. And people just started coming. And a lot of people got, uh, were getting blessed. But I don't know if anybody got healed. Okay. Now, I didn't tell anyone that they would. I just said the healing anointing was there. And, uh, uh, and Brother Rivera came to me several times after that, like a few weeks, then a few months. We talked about it. And that was the first altar service that they had had since COVID. No one had been in that altar for over a year. And uh, he said, we had been talking about opening the altars back up. We've been talking about how we could do it, but we weren't sure how to do it. And he said, the way it was handled Sunday was perfect. And he said, people have been coming and receiving prayer. And we've had good altar services since then. And he just, he just opened everything up. So there's a couple things that happen in this example. I don't know. I delivered the word that I felt like the Lord gave me, but I have no idea whether people were healed or not. Okay? Now, that could be a couple of reasons. One reason could be simply I missed it. It wasn't the Lord. I know it wasn't bad uh, intentions because I wasn't trying to get any kind of, uh, do any kind of show or get any recognition. I turned everything right back over to the pastor and never spoken to another microphone. Uh, it was, I was just delivering what I felt like the Lord gave me, but maybe I missed it. Maybe it wasn't me. Sometimes, sometimes you miss it. doesn't make people bad when they miss it. You just have to do things proper and in order. If you do it out of, out of a desire, if you're pursuing love, and you do it out of a motivation of love, and you stay, keep things in order, you'll be just fine. Or it could have been that I was just to deliver that word, and there was nothing more specific than, than that because it was just to uplift, encourage, and open back up those altars so that people could begin receiving healing on a regular basis the way they had in times past. I don't know, but that's how it works. They work together. But like I said, there's so many churches that are limiting certain gifts or never talk about certain gifts that you, you wonder, uh, and we wonder why we don't have miracles. We wonder why we don't have healings, but yet no one ever talks about it. And so I want to give you some of the ways that you can receive a word of knowledge. And just like uh, the, the, the gifts work together, the way you can receive uh, words of knowledge, they kind of can blend together as well, all right? And so the first one is you can feel it. And what that means is it can be like a physical pain. Like kind of like a sympathetic pain. You start having a pain in your, in your elbow and then you realize the Lord's wanting you to pray for someone else that's having an issue with their elbow. Or maybe uh, you have a, a throbbing sensation or some people feel heat. Some people feel electricity in, in different parts of their, uh, somewhere in their body and they know that's what they're, they're supposed to pray for someone for. Or you can even have a strong emotion, a fear or, or panic. See, it's not a pain or a feeling though that you would normally have. It's not something on your own. You've got to be careful that you're not feeling something that's caused by a condition in your own body. It's going to be something besides that. 
Uh, the second way is you can, you can read it. You can receive a word of knowledge by reading it. And what this means is you might just see in your, in your mind, you might see someone, I'm looking at Michelle and I just see written across her uh, chest, um, well, I don't want to say anything bad. I just see this person and I see written across their chest some, some, some name of some disease or something. I see it on their back. I see it written on a wall, on a floor. It's, uh, it's like reading a headline. And you, you can literally see the words spelled out on people or objects. And actually, uh, it's kind of like it's going in, in front of your eyes, like you, you just read it. And this is one of the most accurate uh, ways that people receive words of knowledge. A lot of the people that, you know, man, how do they know that? How did they say, how did they know just the right thing? It's because there's, there's no room for interpretation. They just literally read it out. Uh, Bobby Connor receives words uh, this way and is a very uh, accurate in the prophetic. Uh, my dad and myself went to a conference with, uh, James, where James Maloney was at a few years ago before he passed away. And that's what he does. And uh, he had an altar service going and was just, um, it was unbelievable the way he was ministering. And he actually said in the altar service, I don't know if dad remembers, but he said that uh, people think I'm gifted in the prophetic. He said, but I actually operate more in the gift of faith. But see what, they, they think he's prophetic because he was actually using words of knowledge to activate the gift of faith and then people were being healed and receiving miracles. But this one guy, he was, he was saying something and the guy just looked like shocked. And he said, how do you know that? He said, it's written right over your head. What do you mean? He said, of course it's right. And God ended up doing something crazy in that, that guy's life. But it was like, it was, he could, they say it with such force and all because they actually, uh, they actually read it. The next way is you can receive a word of knowledge is you see it. Like I said, these blend together. So this is very similar to reading it, but that means it doesn't have to be words. You just, you just see it. You get a mental picture. You might see a, a body part like an eye or an ear or whatever. Or you might see someone with a certain uh, condition like a limp. You might see a crutch or a cane or a wheelchair, neck brace, whatever. You see something. Uh, anything else you might see. Uh, Sean Bowles that talks a lot about words of knowledge and hearing God's voice. One of the things that happens to him a lot is he'll see his friends in his mind. So he'll see, uh, he'll see uh, one of his, his friend, Jimmy. He'll see him in his mind several times throughout the day. And then he, at some point in that day, he always bumps into someone named Jimmy that God ends up having him minister to. So it's not doesn't always mean it's the person that comes to your mind. It could be someone with the same name. It could be someone that uh, has some type of connection with it. And that's how he ministers a lot. Another way to receive a word of knowledge is that you can think them. You get an impression. You get something in your mind or in your heart. You sense in your mind that someone has an issue going on or that something's bothering someone uh, and, and its Holy Spirit has spoken a word to you. Um, and actually the two most common ways, I told you the most accurate is reading it, but the two most common ways that people say that they receive words of knowledge is from the feeling, like feeling the pain or the emotion, uh, or by thinking them, having an impression just come to their mind. Uh, the fifth way you can receive one is to say it. So basically what this would be is just while you're talking or while you're praying with someone or just hanging around someone, uh, unpremeditated words just tumble out of your mouth relating to a condition or circumstance that you had no clue about. You didn't know anything about it. It's God-inspired speech. You're just, you might be praying with someone 
and say something that you never intended to say and it be the very thing that that person uh, needs to, to release their faith and experience all that God has for them. The next way is you dream it. God speaks to you at night while you're asleep so that you can act on it while you're awake and carry out His will. You may have a vivid dream or vision where you, you have a, issue, a situation going on in your life or about someone else, see, see something, an issue that they're having, and uh, uh, whatever it is, that God uses the dream to speak to you. You may hear someone talking in your dream, may actually hear a conversation going on. It could be anything. And the, the, the last way, and this is my favorite one, is to experience it. Because basically this means anything that doesn't fit in those other categories because God's bigger than anything that we could try to do to limit Him or any framework we could ever put Him in. So it could be like a vision that's so strong that you're not just like seeing a vision, but you're actually part of what is happening. And uh, some people have reported that, that having those types of experiences. And so, so that's the ways um, that you can receive words of knowledge. And like I said, they're going to they're gonna blend together. Was that a mental picture or was that a vision? What would, how, what's happening here when the Holy Spirit is beginning to, we're yielding ourselves and He's beginning to speak? The main thing to remember is be as detailed as you can be, but don't add to or take away from what the Lord is showing you or giving you. See, some people, they're going to respond better if you say, uh, I feel like the Lord's showing me that someone's having a pain in their left big toe. Then if you just get up and say, I think someone's foot hurts. You need to be specific with what God is showing you. On the other hand, don't try to give details that you didn't get. We've all seen this happen. Someone, God gives them a simple word to give to someone. There's an, there's an immediate response, usually an emotional response. And the person thinks they need to add to that word because it wasn't spiritual enough to give it the way God gave it to them. So they start adding stuff to it and they make a huge mess. And so don't, don't do that. Just give what God gives you and then always be humble and trust that God wants to use you. Resist the thought that the word you've received, the word of knowledge that you received uh, isn't important or that it's just you. Because what might seem like a small, vague impression to you could be like someone yelling at the person who needs to receive it, the person that that word's for. And like I said, even with the, the thing with me uh, uh, at that service, everybody misses it from time to time. Everybody fails, but don't be afraid to go for it as long as you're pursuing love. If you're not pursuing love, then you, it's going to go real bad. I can already tell you it's going to go bad. Even if you're accurate on every word you ever give, it's not going to profit you anything if you're not pursuing love. Okay? The goal is always to love people and bring glory to God. Another good rule to follow, in case you are new to this, is please don't say God told me to tell you this, or God says, or thus says the Lord. Now, I know that there are a lot of people that do that. I know there are a lot of famous preachers and prophets on TV that do it. But you'll make things a whole lot easier on yourself and others if you'll just phrase it a different way. Hey, I'm working on trying to hear the voice of the Lord, and I feel like He may be highlighting this to me about you. I feel like I may have an impression that, that this could be uh, something that you're dealing with too. And if I'm wrong, I apologize or something like that. Don't just go up and say, hey, God said you need to straighten up. That's, people do it. People do it. 
It, and, and another thing, it makes it hard because I've had people give me words and I didn't receive anything they said. I had people give me words and I received a little part of it. You know, it's, it's, it, but this is what makes it hard when the person comes up and they say, hey, God told me to tell you. Now you can't disagree with them because if you do, you're disagreeing with God. Nobody wants to take that stance. Has anybody ever come up to you and said, hey, I need to get your opinion on something? And you say, yeah, sure. And they say, hey, God told me I need to do this. What do you think? I say, I don't have an opinion on that. You better do what God told you to do. I'm not going against God. No, 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 no. I, I want your opinion. I said, why do you need my opinion? God told you to do it. Well, that's, that's not what I mean. I kind of feel like, oh, now, now you're telling the truth. You kind of feel like maybe God said, and you're wondering what I feel like on it. But if God told you to do it, you better just go do it. But some people get upset, upset when you don't, if, if you don't take every little thing they say like God said it. Because they'll say, I know I, what I heard God say. But that's really the issue. The issue is not what God said. The issue is with what you heard. We don't always hear everything just right. Ask Heather. She'll tell you. I don't hear half the stuff she tries to say to me sometimes. But the issue is what you heard. And that's where it's going to, we're going to have times where we don't always get it right. What God says is always right. But sometimes we just don't hear very well. None of us get it right every time. So as we open ourselves up to allow uh, our, the Holy Spirit to use us in His gifts that are already there because He's there, we need to remember to be humble. Be confident. Believe that God is going to use you. Be attentive and cautious to how you speak it out. People that say, oh, I just couldn't help it. I just had to say it. No, you didn't. You can do things decent and in order. And, and sometimes people get all worked up about a word. And uh, I got a word from the Lord. I need to share this word. And I've had, I've had a lot of people give me different words, different ways. And uh, sometimes they write them down on a piece of paper. Sometimes they tell me. Sometimes they just come up and ask for a microphone. Uh, it just depends on the person. It depends on the time. Uh, sometimes I allow someone to give a word. Sometimes I say, oh, I, I'll, I'll tell the church about that. Sometimes I'll say, I say, okay, and I don't do anything with it. Or I keep the note in my Bible or something. If someone hands me a note, I've got one. I don't know if it's this Bible or my other one. I've got a note that someone gave me a couple of months ago uh, during the service. But see, here's the thing. If God does give you, uh, Holy Spirit gives you a word about something, it, this is beyond words of knowledge. Maybe it's a prophetic word. He gives that to you, and you deliver it to the person that's in charge of this. If it's in a service setting, you've done your part. You've been obedient to what the Lord laid upon your heart. Now you have to realize that the person uh, in charge or holding the microphone or running the service, however you want to phrase it, they have to be yielded to the Spirit as well. And sometimes you can feel it so strong, but the way that the Lord is leading that person may be that they're not going to share your word. Don't get offended. Sometimes it could just be God testing you to see if, you, uh, if He can trust you to submit to authority. If He can trust you to really steward that gift well and properly to be used for the benefit of all, not just your influence or reputation. And so you never know what could, that, that could be happening um, and, but if God lays something on your heart, we are to desire the gifts. You need to develop that gift. So there's nothing wrong with sharing the word. Just don't be offended if things don't always happen the way you think that they should. Most stuff ha never happens the way I think it should. 
You just got to learn to live with it and trust God. And so what I want us to do this morning, um, and you can stay seated. You don't have to uh, stand up. I'm going to pray. I'm finished uh, preaching the message. But I'm going to pray over us, and then we're just going to invite Holy Spirit and give about um, 30 seconds to a minute and ask Holy Spirit if He has anything that He wants to speak today and to share words of knowledge to just give them to people. And then we're going to give you an opportunity if Holy Spirit reveals anything to you in any of these ways we talked about, I'm going to let you come up and share it. Now, I'm going to hold the microphone. I don't give, I'm not going to give up the microphone. If you say anything crazy, I'm going to pull the microphone away from your mouth. Okay? Um, but uh, So I'm going to hold the mic and then let, them get, let the people give the word. I've done this, I've done this about words of knowledge uh, a couple of other times. I have yet to do it even with a smaller group than this, and, and no one receives something from Holy Spirit. But if no one does, do, hey, that's okay. It's, they're His gifts. He can decide when he wants to use them or not. But if someone does receive a word of knowledge or just ask when they give it, if it pertains to you in any way, please come up. Let them be encouraged and their faith uh, be built up in the same way as you, knowing that, that God may, may speak. And, and we've had some strange words before. Um, we had daffodil. That was it. That was the only word, Daffodil. And it ended up like having a big response. It meant a, it meant something to two or three people. I can't remember what it was. What it was, and um, we've just had some. It can be one word. It can because that's all the person. Uh, it was actually Heather. I think she just had a picture of that flower in her mind and looked it up on the, her phone and saw that it was a daffodil, and gave the word. It could be anything. Okay, just yield yourself to be overwhelmed by the presence of God. And, uh, and let him do what he wants to do, okay? So I know it's strange, but just trust me on this. So Lord, we just thank you for your presence here today, God. Holy Spirit, we just ask you to come, Lord. We just want to be overwhelmed. Lord, we just want to submit to you. We just want you to have your way in our lives, God. We want to, we want to benefit one another, God. So we want, to be you, we want to be used by you, Holy Spirit. We want to be that conduit that you can use to use your gifts to minister to others so that they can receive healing and direction and words of knowledge and words of wisdom, God, and deliverance and, and encouragement and uplifting, all those different things, God. Lord, we just thank you that you've given gifts to the church, Lord, and we just repent for the ones that, for, for not uh, yielding ourselves and not moving in the gifts the way that we should. Lord, help us to pursue love and all that we are. Let love be our motivation, God. Lord, and then desire the gifts, God, so that you'll be the prize and people can be our passion, Lord, that we can help one another. So, Holy Spirit, we just ask you to come right now. And we just ask that if, you're, if there's anything you would like to share today, Lord, we, we just want to open ourselves up that we would receive words of knowledge, God. And we're just going to give you a few moments to speak to hearts and to minds and, and, and to reveal in any way that you, you choose. All right, Lord, we just thank you again for your presence, God. Lord, I just thank you that you're going to begin to uh, do amazing things through every person here, God. Lord, we just thank you for the gifts of your spirit. We just thank you for the gifts to the church, God. And Lord, we just want to go after you with all that we are as we pursue love every step of the way. So God, I pray blessings on every person here, God, that we would just 
continue to grow in you and grow in our love for one another, God, and that we, we, we would be a blessing everywhere that we go, and that we'd be yielded to you to be, to be used for your glory and your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. We are so happy that you joined us today. If you are interested in learning about or giving to this ministry, you can find more information at saponaroadchurch.com. If you are local to the Fayetteville, North Carolina area, our meeting times are 1045 a.m. Sunday mornings and 7 o'clock p.m. Wednesdays for our connect groups. From all of us here at Sapona Road Church, we hope that you have a great day as you walk in the Lord's favor and blessing.